Welcome to Spirits Podcast, Episode 8, Bigfoot. Julia gets all the credit for our special guest this week, but I get credit for our booze selection. It's the excellent Yeti Imperial Stout that we are drinking here. So grab a drink for yourself, settle in, here comes Bigfoot. This guest is kind of my fault. Um, for some reason, I started dating. Your credit. Yes, credit fault. For some reason, I started dating seven years ago this guy named Jake, who is a engineer by day and a cryptozoologist by night. A hobbyist cryptozoologist. Uh, he's going to come in and talk to us today about um, Bigfoot, um, which I don't have a lot of expertise on, which is kind of why we're passing the buck on to him. Cryptozoologist. Cryptozoologist. Very interesting title, I think. Yeah, Why? Bigfoot's going to be the topic. What is Bigfoot? Who is Bigfoot? Well, some people say Sasquatch, Yeti, Mank, <laughs> the Abominable Snowman, Cave Monster, the, the Skunk Ape? Skunk Ape in skunk, Florida. Florida. Hibegon, Japanese, for, for any Japanese listeners out there. I didn't know there was a Japanese. Uh... Me neither. And are these all the same kind of descriptions of a, you know, 10-foot-tall, hairy man? Ape man? It would seem that different cultures and different um, populations of people have different names for Bigfoot. uh, As they see fit, you know, it's it's a very interesting thing. It's almost like it's a part of pop culture, you know? Right. To have your own version, your own image of Bigfoot. But what's interesting to me is how... Although you can have different names, different places, he pops up, he, she, whatever. It, it, it pops up. They all hover around some kind of common form, common appearance, if you will. All right? It, it, uh, that, that's very interesting to me. Uh, who knows what's there? Might be a Bigfoot, might be some dinosaurs, who knows? Might be some tiny tuxedoed penguins. There could be many things, <laughs> but as for the, for the purposes of this topic, I will say there could be Bigfoot. There could, could be, be Bigfoot anywhere. There could be Bigfoot in this studio. <laughs> right. Oh, no. Oh, so no. anyway, before I get into the meat and potatoes here, I want to say about what scientists, yes, scientists, believe Bigfoot could be. Because sightings are, are all over the place, right? I mean, that's one of the, I think, the most common kind of non Greek mythology legends, right? Like, everyone hears about Bigfoot. Oh, Kids yes. tell each other about it. Oh, yes. Everyone's so, got a, uh, a Bigfoot story. Everyone's big, got a Bigfoot story. That's one of the things I appreciate so much about Bigfoot is that, you know, whether you're small, you're little, you're tinier than that, or you're large, everyone knows about Bigfoot. I mean, Bigfoot, in general, has been seen to remain mysterious, Okay. Conveniently, doesn't get too close. You know, it's almost too convenient sometimes, which which leads people to believe why there's so many hoaxes. But Bigfoot, nevertheless, remains in the shadows. He's seen from a distance in often, you know, uh, blurry, foggy, less than perfect video conditions. (laughs) But nevertheless, he's there, okay? Walking around, jumping around, scaling mountains, or jumping riverbanks, or um, eating a piece of tree. He sounds very athletic. He, she, you know, scientists, cryptozoologists have determined which we'll get to, 
that there is, you know, Bigfoot, much like any species, has gender. Interesting. Male, female, of course. That's why they, you know, they're able to to exist. How far do these sightings kind of go back to Bigfoot times? Well, that's why it's so interesting to me, this topic, because um, Bigfoot sightings go back um, as far as, let's see here, uh, the 60s. Okay. Well, recorded sightings. I'm sure there were like Bigfoot sightings Lore. before exactly. that. Exactly. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, because obviously we had we had restrictions on um, our means of recording back then. But as technology advanced, so did our uh, you know Ability sightings and re- yeah. yeah records of Bigfoot sightings. So what know. does Bigfoot do? What's it all about? Is it menacing? Is it is it just living its well, life and we like, happen to glimpse it? Should we be scared of Bigfoot? Well, it's that's an interesting. Uh, question because I'd say about 90% of the people who give testimony on Bigfoot sightings say that Bigfoot is peaceful, that they're curious as much as we are of them, uh, that they, uh, they, they're very much to themselves. They've found a way of life where it doesn't need to intervene with human life in any way. So it just wants to be left alone? Yes, Okay, they're very much in nature. They they live off the, 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 the fruits and the fat of the land, so to speak. Cool. And and they don't need human intervention at all. However, Sounds like wait, an off-the-gritter. Okay, so what does Bigfoot eat then if he's living off, like, fruits and the fat of the land? Like, is he carnivorous? Is he, like, just eating well, berries all the well, time? Here's like, the, here's the thing. What's the deal? Well, al- although there has been very few to limited to none, okay, uh... Scientific discoveries of, of Bigfoot scat, so shall we say. Uh, Corpses. There's nothing we can really yes. study. Hey, why haven't we found like a Bigfoot corpse somewhere? Well, that, maybe that, they care for their dead. Well, or maybe they're like right. forever young. That's, no, that's, <laughs> that, that's young. right. People, people have said that Bigfoot. Forever young. Big forever young. Bigfoot. Caring for their dead, yes. It is believed that they cart them away. What they do with them, we'll never know. But Conveniently, but, leaving no corpses. Convenient. However, not so convenient leaving behind footprints. Ah. Which is why, mm-hmm. okay, it is the American tradition to adopt the name Bigfoot. Ah, because of the big foot. That's that's, that's right. Oh. Not because of the big, you know, schlong or the oh. big hand. Because of the big foot. I can't believe I never put that together before. We have, we we have documented footprints within the earth that have been cast, that have been uh, studied, photographed, okay, photographed. You name it. Okay. Whether these footprints have been placed by human as in, in means of a hoax, well, maybe they have, maybe they haven't, but nevertheless, they've been popping up all, all over the world. Like, as I said before, on, on every major continent, being similar in nature, in size, anatomy, you name it. It's just too close for comfort. Okay. <laughs> so is it fair to say that the footprint is the the major, dare we say, singular piece of physical evidence we have of Bigfoot? Yes. Yes, because there has been traces of hair found, there has been traces of flesh found, but not enough uh, joint together from from um, articles of evidence, if you will, from all over the world to determine that they're viable evidence of Bigfoot as a species. Right. One piece of hair somewhere yeah, doesn't right. mean it's from Bigfoot. Right, exactly. Jake, give us a rundown of the major sightings of Bigfoot. 
maybe let us know what the evidence shows us. Okay. And then in your expert hobbyist cryptozoological opinion yeah. about what you think the, uh, the strength of the evidence is. All right. Famous sighting. I want to share number one. Uh, the Lettuce Lake Park, Florida sighting. That's okay. a great name. Obviously located in Lettuce Lake, Florida. Some lettuce okay. <laughs> by a lake. I'm just picturing like a set of lily pads, little heads of lettuce floating. Okay. <laughs> a, a man named Matt, who had just returned from a trip of canoeing around the swamps of Lettuce Lake Park, he thought he saw a black bear in the distance making its way through the wetlands. Uh, only after high-tailing it <laughs> out of the area and reviewing the footage at home, he be- he begins to suspect the large, slow-moving creature that was none other than Bigfoot. Now, okay, I've seen wait, this wait. video. So he started recording this thing because he thought it was a bear, and he was like, oh shit, there's a bear, yes. I gotta go. Yeah. Now, this video, let me let me, let me me weed through all the bullshit for, for this video here, okay? Tell this, us the truth. This man was canoeing in wetlands, swamp-like area, okay? Yes, if you, if you If you could picture it. He, maybe he was fishing, maybe he was doing whatever. In the distance, I'd say about uh, 20 to 30 feet away, not so far. Not so far, but far enough if it was guarded by trees and wetlands to, uh, you know, There's be some masked. obstruction. Sure. All right. Bigfoot's there. He's walking along through the swamp. You can hear, you know, the, the swashing of the water with mm. each step. He's walking in the water. He's walking through the All water. Right. He's walking um, from one area of land in the marsh to the next. And... Uh, it was described as as Bigfoot being approximately nine to ten feet tall in height. Wow. Hmm. Very large. Big. Okay. And this person was so scared stiff, he was just focused on this one area in the swamp that was the clearest, of course, that could, he could possibly see Bigfoot. And there he goes, walking across the swamp. However, black bears have not been known to walk on their hind legs in a human humanoid-like um, fa- uh, fashion. So our friend Matt sees something in the distance. His first thought is Black Bear. It takes some footage just to see, go back to the bar and say, hey, guys, guess what I was canoeing next to? However, when he returns home, you say, his opinion changes. He's like, hmm, Bigfoot. Well, yes. After reviewing the footage, it's no doubt that it's not a Black Bear. I mean, it, it, for sure, it's some kind of humanoid figure. Uh, Bigfoot? Well, I'd like to think so because it happens to mimic the appearance of the Bigfoot sightings around the world. And uh, perhaps he did see a Bigfoot that day in the swamps, the Russian Yeti, and uh, which is the term mank. Oh, I know about this one. M- Jake made me watch yes. a documentary. They don't like whistling. That's all I remember. <laughs> M-E-N-K, mank, is the Russian uh, depiction of uh, the Sasquatch, the Bigfoot, the Yeti. And um, he lives in hev. Oh my God! How how deep snow? I mean, I can't believe it. in the mountains snow caves. Like Russia talking. mountain snow, like, right? Like crazy, like town. losing World War One, two. Germans right. freezing in the snow kind of weather. That's right. And apparently the Russian Yeti does not like whistling. He gets aggressive you know, when you whistle. Whist- whistling to a Russian Yeti is like saying, listen, I'm about to fight you. Uh, wow. I-, I got enough strength to take you down, so let's Fuck go you, at it. bro. Let's go. It's exactly. the big peacock feathers. That's it's right. the, the growling. But so, whistling. Apparently if you're in the Russian mountains in the heavily dense snow. Don't whistle you, as you walk. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't whistle. Or if you hear whistling. You better get out of there. <laughs> that's that, that. That's what's going on there in Russia. So we've seen woods of North America. We've seen the mountains of Russia. Where else has the 
uh, Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, Mank been sighted. Okay, how about Poland? Let's go to Pretty Poland. Close to Russia. Well, uh, well, you know what? Moving I, west, moving west. Yeah, we're on that. We're on that uh, game right there. The um, Tatry Mountain Yeti sighting. Uh, this happened in 2009. Location: the Tatry Mountains uh, in Poland. Uh, while hiking in the Tatry Ma- the Tatra Mountains in Poland, uh, a rock climber. Uh, Peter P- Kowalski. Peter Kowalski stumbled across a Yeti. Wow. Peter said his surprising encounter, I saw the huge ape-like form hiding behind the rocks. When I saw it, it was like being struck with a thunderbolt. Wow. Regardless of the shaky camera work, the footage, which we assume was taken on a mobile device, of course clearly shows a large human-like creature slowly maneuvering around the boulders and rocks, making its way down the mountainside. Now. So it was high and then it, like, popped down and walked away from the Yes, I've, so I've seen this video. That is pretty unnatural behavior for a creature, you know? You would expect the creature to turn tail and run before you could film it or to, you know... Attack. Attack. Well, Fight or flight. Once, once again, it seems like 90% of, the, of the, the Bigfoot sightings have been nonviolent, and they've been in, in, with this sort of pattern where they're sighted in the videos, they either make their way towards some other area of land, and they go away, out of sight, or the person gets too scared and they shut the camera off. <laughs> um, Humans. Right, exactly. Humans. Uh, it, 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 it was interesting, though. You can clearly see in this footage, though, a white Yeti, a wow. white Bigfoot. Okay, different. Snowy mountains? That's right. Mm. Different than what we've seen before as being brown haired, very dark in appearance. This one's. Blended with the forest, yes, right? The blonde w- versus the brunette situation. <laughs> exactly. This one seems to have white hair. Very interesting. Okay. And, and that was, like I said, in 2009. Now, let's go all the way back to um, a sighting. Uh, this was a very interesting one, I think. The Memorial Day Bigfoot footage. Ooh. Has to be on a holiday. Of nineteen ninety six in we Washington, like United States. We were uh, we were babes in arms. That's right. Not quite. Uh, Barely knew what a Bigfoot was. <laughs> Washington, United States. Filmed on an eight millimeter high definition camera. Because that's all they had back then. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Lori Pate in Washington. Um, the more, the Memorial Day footage, as it came to be known, is one of the most analyzed and discussed videos of Bigfoot circles. During a hike with her husband, Owen, the couple had began hearing loud animal vocalizations mm. echoing from the forest. Are they like wiki noises? Like, well, let me or... tell you, after, after seeing that video, the vocalizations of Bigfoot have been whistling type noises or, um, some sort of call. Like they're calling each other. Not just <sighs> grunting, but some it's kind not, of communication. No, it's not ape-like and grunting, low, Weird. low, uh, you know, frequency type grunting or, or or banter. It's it's high pitched. It's mid to high pitched ranged calling, prolonged whistling or or calling. Sounds intentional, so right? Like not a sound that you would think coming out of like a giant nine foot ape. That's right. It's very contradictory. It's it's strange. Mm-hmm. It's, so what did Lori and Owen see? Um, what she saw is, well, after hearing the noises, they decided to see if they could film what they were hearing the noises. Minutes after turning the camera on, the couple spotted a large, hairy-like creature 
running across a grassy area, heading to the forest on the opposite side. Mm. Upon the analysis of the video, cryptozoologists claim the creature is carrying an infant on its Whoa! back. Baby Bigfoot! Plot twist! <laughs> The child can be seen crawling up the larger creature's back and standing on its shoulders. Well, it's wow. That's got to have some pretty intense balance going this, on This there. is why I think this sighting is very interesting because if you watch the video, exactly what was described here, you can see. You can see a big man, hairy ape foot, you know. Humanoid thing. That's right. Well, wouldn't the assumption be that it's a lady Bigfoot since it's carrying an infant around on its maybe back? It's, maybe it's the dad's day and he's playing with the kid. Maybe it's a patriarch instead of a <laughs> matriarch. That's but right. Who knows? But That's we can right. we can see similar behaviors in nature, right? Like you've seen baby gorillas climbing up their their parents' backks or their aunts and uncles. Doesn't matter. They what about kangaroos? Well, <laughs> don't kangaroos climb up the the the, the parents' uh, whatever? No, the they, they, they incubate the in the pouch. Incubate. Yeah, they're marsupials. But we humans do that, right? We have our kids on our shoulders. Sure, that's, you've seen that's the typical quite... dad photo where he's holding his daughter or his son on his shoulders, right? I have, in fact, seen that photo, correct. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Bigfoot does the same exact thing. So the Very infant does indeed run up the back, goes on the shoulders, and this Bigfoot is running. And the, the cryptozoologists determine that the Bigfoot is running at approximately 25 to 30 miles per hour. Damn, they're wow. fast. Which, which... A human sprint, give or take. That's, that's well... No, that's faster hu- than a hu- human right. sprint. Humans, humans are a little slower than we that. Can go like a lot of slower 15, than that. 15, 20 if we're sprinting? Bigfoot, right? being that they have longer legs, maybe uh, more developed leg right. muscles. Cover um, more ground. Traction control in their feet, being that they're barefoot. They, they're able to grip the earth very well and run very fast through nature, escaping video evidence. <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds to me like the Bigfoot is a lot like a human. Uh, we're hearing protective behavior. We're hearing fear. We're hearing, you know, nuanced vocalizations. That's right. Uh, all in all, Bigfoot communicates with each other, okay, in... in what's interesting to me is a, a few Bigfoot sightings have described Bigfoot communicating with each other by means of slapping sticks or branches uh, across trees and creating percussion-type communication means. A signal. That's right. A warning. That's right. Mm. When you slap trees with, with branches and they echo throughout woodland, um, that that is determined... Well, it was determined that Bigfoot are saying to each other that they have encountered something or someone and um, either come to my aid... Or stay away, based on the number and the and the intensity of the bangings. I would wow. assume probably like stay away. Otherwise, we would have videos of like multiple Bigfoots like kind of hanging out and growling at people. Big feet. Big feet. Well, <laughs> well, which leads me to the, to the one sighting that I want to talk about. It's not listed here, but uh, the one sighting that I saw on a documentary, which is very powerful, is this person who was in the U.S. I believe he was in California. This one powerful Bigfoot sighting encounter in California, I forget which woodland or forest he was in, this man intimidated a Bigfoot clan. Oh. Bigfoot's coming clan? Yeah, you, you, you see, he, this man determined that Bigfoot, Sasquatch, have a territory, mapped out territory in forest. Hmm. And this man intruded into, that fo- into their territory. Seems to be a common uh, denominator between our sightings. That's right. Well, and wouldn't 
I mean, knowing what I know about, like, animals and stuff, wouldn't that imply that big feet or big foots are carnivorous? Because usually carnivores are the ones that map out uh, territories, whereas herbivores just, like, eat where there's plants. Well, it hasn't been determined that uh, Bigfoot is, is for certain, carnivorous in nature. However, the fact that they do have mapped out territories to themselves means that they do stick together, they do have clans. They some do, organization, that's some right. communication. That's right. So what did this man see? This man came across a clan of Bigfoot. Men, women, who knows, infant. It was dark, it was at night, but this man was surrounded. He determined that there was approximately 13 to 14 Whoa. Bigfoot surrounding him in a circle. Bigfoot Whoa. family reunion. And, and, and they attempted to scare him by doing what was not documented ever before, but grunting, growling, okay, wow. in, in a high-pitched manner. If you, could, if you could sort of picture that, if you could uh, listen to that. <laughs> well, like that. are we 100% sure it wasn't like a Cub Scout troop? <laughs> well, well. It seems like a lot of big feet for one area. Well, you see, this man was so frightened that he, after, after obviously, I mean, I mean, a nature instinct takes over in human after a while in being in the woods. Right. Fight you know, and, and he knew that he was being uh, challenged by this Bigfoot clan that he. he His he, hind brain said, run. Right. He knew he wasn't welcome there. He knew that he was intruding and that they were making that clear to him. That he so, needed to get the fuck out. So they started banging on trees. They started hitting the ground. Wow. They started growling at him. Oh. And My and, palms are sweating a little bit. That's right. This, 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 <laughs> this man was attempting to scare them off by growling himself and by shouting at them, saying, get out of here, leave me alone. Was this you know, filmed or was this recounted later? He filmed it on a GoPro that was mounted on his chest. So it must have been pretty recently because GoPros are like... That's correct. I think this was within two to three years ago. Wow. Okay. Uh, a documentary on a certain movie station, a TV station that I will not name for product placement reasons. But uh, <laughs> if the History Channel wants to get in touch, they are welcome to. They are welcome to. Right. They are also welcome to uh, sponsor us. We, uh, we and, do do that. Right. Anyway, so it was a documentary on one of these stations, and um, he was he was attempting to to at least get out of the situation he was in. And he claims that eventually a, a Bigfoot ran up on him. Ran okay. up on him. Attempting to steer him away from their clan. All right. The a Bigfoot did not attack him, uh, but he got close enough to reveal himself or herself to him. Wow. In which he saw a large, very big brown Harry, he said six to seven feet tall. Mm, maybe, so maybe a lady. Adolescent? Maybe, maybe a lady or an adolescent. Maybe. Okay. With his with his or her arms up in the air, okay, growling at him to obviously push him back away from the their clan's boundary. Which this man, of course, did. He ran like the Dickens. He ran away from the spot he was in. He did not trip, he I said. Bet. And, he did not trip. <laughs> and, that, and that was the end of his Bigfoot sighting. He got out of the clan, and just like it was when it came in, it was out. I'm just imagining him telling the story. He's like, I did not trip. I was running for my life, and there were Bigfoot behind me, but I did not trip. Now this, Conveniently, this he's man, here to tell the tale. Like I said, this man does not want his name to be revealed, but his appearance I can most certainly describe. He was a man who, who, who looks like a... Uh, Definitely a woodsman. Long beard, long hair. Mm. Okay, very, very weathered. I think uh, uh, Duck Dynasty 
Sure, cast. why not? You know, like he's definitely spent some times in the woods. Ron Swanson after a fishing trip? Yes. Perhaps, perhaps. But he's very acclimated to the to the woodland nature, and, and he said he had a good time. And although he was... <laughs> he had a good time <laughs> getting attacked by... All things considered. Although he was frightened for his life in that in those, in those I think he said, five to six minutes of... Um, That's a pretty long time to be yes. frightened for your life. Although he was frightened for his life in those five to six minutes of the encounter of the clan of Bigfoot, he said it was it was the single most memorable moment of his life up until that point. Wow. And and I think it was very Until this interview with you, Jim. That's right. <laughs> I, I wish this man would come forward and actually want to uh, reveal his name and reveal more details well, on Well, you know what? I, I kind of trust that, though, because the the person who goes on the morning shows, right, who wants to talk all about it, who wants pimps his, his T-shirts, right, like, that's a little bit suspect, but... Like, nah. Someone who seems a little bit hesitant to share their story has a little more weight for me. Yeah. So what are your conclusions? I mean, we, we've yes. heard a lot about the Bigfoot's appearance, behavior, the distribution of these tales. Seems to me, you know, certainly there's some kind of common experience driving these. Um, what, are your, okay. what are your kind of so final why? conclusions? Yeah, yeah, all right. What does it mean? What do I think about Bigfoot? I think Bigfoot exists. I think Bigfoot is an undiscovered species of man okay common like missing ancestor link kind of okay. thing right I, well you know there's neanderthal right. that's 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 been um thank you for pronouncing that correctly right <laughs> of course i'm a cryptozoologist <laughs> i forgot <laughs> you know there's neanderthal i believe that somewhere along the human genome that there is a a, um, a species of ape slash man Something in our evolutionary tree. Right. Okay. They're, they're obviously able to adapt to the climate changes because we've seen Bigfoot in, in different, one extreme to another type maybe of they, climates. Maybe they trim their, uh, their fur. <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But we've never been that close to determine. But I think that Bigfoot exists. It is a different species that is unknown to us right now. Um, I think they don't want to be seen. I think they don't want to be discovered. They're fully aware that we're tr- we're on to them. Right. That they remain hidden in these in these isolated, desolate areas of nature because simply one, they can live there. Two, they know that we can. It's not so easy for the human uh, to mankind do that. Right. to discover to, right to live there or to do, let alone discover them there. And three, I think that they're very peaceful in themselves. That they they have a way of living that is comfortable for them, and they have no intention of changing, and they're just going to continue to live there until the world blows up. <laughs> I think there's, I think they are definitely there, and and it's only the human curiosity in the subject is is why we keep pestering them, but they re- they choose to remain anonymous. And I think it's in their best interest to do so because anything that the that mankind touches eventually goes to shit. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, history has shown us that. But that, <laughs> that's another different conversation, okay? But if we were, if we were to interact and to know Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Mank, whatever have you, if we were to have them in our arsenal, 
they would eventually be no more. So that, so they know that. They want to be left alone, and I think we should leave them alone. However, if we happen to come across them every now and then... With a microphone and an HD camera. And a shaky, know. blurry camera. Sure, <laughs> all the better. It makes for great uh, news. It makes for great uh, pop culture at the time. What do you guys think? So, uh, I mean, it sounds like post-apocalypse, right? If, if any of these doomsday scenarios, yeah. of which we are also fond in the media, come to pass, um, sounds like we might have some... Uh, alliance building to do, right? They they know how to do it. We might have to get like straight up like Ewok uh, human relations with the exactly. uh, Sasquatches there. Because otherwise we might be screwed. And they seem to be living on the land quite good compared Listen, to us. I can respect it. I'm a big fan and hobbyist homesteader as much as I can be in my uh, New York City apartment. But I definitely respect the um, the myth of them, right? Like the idea that there's this, you know, peaceful, well-equipped, you know, um, savvy creature that wants nothing more than to live their lives and not come across random hikers. It's like everything humans wish we could be when we want to get away from human we, right? society. We talk about the escape. We talk about simplicity. What What is simpler than, you know, walking through a marsh walking through a forest, climbing a nice mountain, playing Scaring with your baby. Some hiker. Scaring some hikers. Or canoeer. Or canoeer. Thanks, or, Mark. Or snowshoer. Mark, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> All of them. That's right. Maybe they know something we don't know about nature. Maybe, like, Bigfoot just represents the enlightenment that most humans haven't reached yet. My God. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time. <laughs>